0: This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation.
1: Happy Monday, WOMED fam, and welcome back to the WOMED podcast. This is Jackie here. And Danielle, as always. Uh, We are, oh man, our voices. (laughs) It's a little rough. (laughs) Danielle keeps telling everyone it's allergies because she doesn't want to tell the truth that maybe she had a little too much tequila last night. And by too much tequila, I think it was like two margaritas. Oh, I did do a shot. You did a shot. Yeah. Oh she my did a God. Shot. Yes, well, I'm she did. not in college
0: anymore. Right,
1: you guys, once I hit 30 and not to be that person that like once you hit 30 things change because truly I feel like I kind of thrived when I started oh, in, yeah. in my 30s. Mm-hmm. But in the drinking realm, things like really slowed down for me when I hit thirty. Oh yeah, like I
0: don't drink, and it wasn't like woo girls, like let's do shots. It was just like a,
1: it yeah yeah. It is what it is. We you know, but hey, we've been through a hard two years, and we deserve time. We had we deserved to tequila the shot
0: <laughs> with a bunch of other awesome women. Yeah, and in a safe environment,
1: you all get to enjoy our we'll call them our sexy voices. Yes. Our sexy, raspy voices this episode. I think you might think they're more raspy
0: than they actually are. <laughs> Anyways, today uh, we are interviewing another Instagram friend of mine uh, that I finally met in real life. Love Instagram for that. Her name is My McEwen. She is an aesthetic nurse practitioner and she's practicing in Chicago. She's phenomenal. And as a new injector, I just you know, I look to all these other accounts for tips, tricks, look at how they're doing stuff. And mine's a powerhouse. So this is a perfect episode. Tons of people who are really interested in this field and getting really burnt out at the bedside. So if that's you, and if you have always been curious about the aesthetic field, this is your episode. So excited to hear your thoughts on it.
1: Yeah. Even if you're not interested in maybe pursuing aesthetics or if you know you've never had any treatments before, maybe it freaks you out. You know, I'm a total aesthetic newbie. I am very scared to go under and do any sorts of treatments. So I feel like I truly learned so much just talking to Mai and talking it's a great to episode. you. I'm, I'm like excited. You guys, you'll have to follow along on this episode and see if see if Mai and Danielle maybe convinced me to do <gasps> my first little skin treatment. We'll see. You'll Maybe. have to you'll have to tune into the episode and find out.
0: I will say she hasn't done it yet.
1: All right, well, med fam, it is time for one of my favorite segments of this podcast, and one that I am so happy that we kept along, even though we've got Danielle and Jackie here, not just Danielle and Danielle. Yeah, it's not two Ds anymore. But you know, the NTE just works and does. we're reclaiming that that energy, right? So we're yeah. we are sticking with it and I love the positivity. I love keeping it light and bright and fun and let's keep it up. And Danielle, I think it is time for you to share your NDE.
0: So this has been a really intensely amazing weekend. Just to kind of set the stage here for you, I came up to Chicago because there were some Chicago-based guests that we wanted to record with in person and you know, I've just been like I you know, it was really back and forth for a while on restarting the med. I didn't know if I had time for it, um, but it just felt like this like ache. I just, I missed it. I missed all of you. I missed the conversations and uh, well, we have to apologize. Our voices are a little hoarse, but after recording with three different guests, we went out and had some tacos and some margaritas with our guests. In an outdoor patio setting, I'm really impressed. Chicago's done a much better job than Nashville has with keeping, you know, settings safe. But anyways, rambling. Not trying to go on a tangent. I was sitting at dinner and I was getting choked up because we had some other friends join us that had been uh, previous guests on the woman that I had interviewed, and I'm looking all around at these incredible women sitting around me and overhearing you know other conversations that were happening about how people were feeling empowered to start like their own things and nonprofits because they were like listening to the podcast and it didn't fully resonate with me until that moment and i was like this is what it's all about this community and bringing all these different women from different backgrounds different medicine different everything it was this beautiful meeting of the minds, and like everyone was just feeding off each other, gassing each other up. I was really emotional. I was like, "This, this is what I want it to be. This is what the Womad is. The Womad is community," and I, I'm really grateful. Yeah, it's it's been a very special weekend. We just want to keep bringing this to you, and hope that you are feeling, you know, the same sense of community. And yeah, if there's ever anything else that we can do or for you as listeners, topics, guests, anyone that you want on that we can try and reach out to and and have more conversations. I just can't wait to keep growing this and and see what happens. I've got a lot of big ideas guys and i'm I'm really excited for for the well med
1: We are over here just manifesting the the big dreams and I'm so happy that you shared about this weekend. I it was really truly there were so many special moments, so many impactful conversations, so many laughs. It was great just to kind of get back out there. And you have to remember that, you know, you started this. You created this community. It's been it's taken years to build this WOMED fam to where it is today and these moments that you get to have with these guests and that the listeners get to tune into every single week. You know, we so often look to the next step to what's next, what's next. And I think last night was a really good reminder of how far you've come and how much work you've done to create this podcast.
0: It was really
1: eye opening. Very grateful. Well, I can I'm sure, speak on the behalf of the rest of the WOMED fam. And we are grateful for you too, D. So thank you.
0: Thanks, guys. If any of you have, you know, that's what the NDE is for. Any empowering moments that like you want to share or if you need any extra support or you need a little shout out, extra love sent to you, let us know. Jackie and I are here for you. Like we want to build this community. We want you to feel seen and heard too. So shoot us a DM. We'll give you a little shout out and send you a little WOMED squeeze. The much anticipated No, you didn't segment is is here. And I know you guys have been waiting for it a long
1: time. (laughs) (laughs) We are so excited to kick it off with... It's a little embarrassing how much I love this show. But you know... I feel like it's one of those shows that everybody secretly watches and like it's the best treasure hunt show. Truly. If you do not watch Outer Banks, I then, don't know what's wrong with you. Maybe they just haven't seen a photo of John B. Oh love John B. They don't know what they don't know what John B has to offer.
0: If you haven't watched Outer Banks, you're probably not gonna understand what we're talking through. But if you have, episode three is uh it's pretty interesting.
1: So we've got a pretty hot medical scene and we kind of wanted to break it down real quick and just share our thoughts. Yeah. So Sarah gets shot in
0: the right lower quadrant. Right lower. Yeah. yeah. So, I
1: mean, at least like we're we're not talking any major organs here. Like we're talking colon, appendix, yeah. maybe an ovary, like we're, worst, place to, worst places to get shot. We'll put yeah. it that way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So no, like, major vessels that we're, like, scared of. But, you know, she's, like, walking around limping her way through the Bahamas. And uh, they go to this, like, doctor, not a doctor. I guess he didn't make it through medical school. But he does, like, surgeries for, you know, that don't need to be reported to the cops. Does the surgery. John pays him in, like, a chunk of gold. And uh, Sarah Sarah dies on the operating
1: table. (laughs) If that's what we want to call it, yeah. Sarah, Sarah starts to become super cyanotic, which they did great on. They a plus on the makeup artist. Yes, they yeah. they get a ten out of ten. The makeup she artist. She was
0: clammy. She was dusky. Yeah, ten out of ten. Makeup artist. Awesome.
1: Yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm I've never been a trauma nurse, so I'm not going to pretend to be some sort of expert over here. But, no. you know, Sarah did lose a good amount of blood. Yeah. Um, she did take a pretty nasty gunshot wound. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think she might have been in shock, which Definitely is why she was, just walk, she was able to, you know, she was chilling for a little bit. Yeah. She was chilling. She didn't even like and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, I got shot. Oh, it's like you didn't know you just got shot. So she must have been in shock.
0: Yeah. Total shock situation. But you know, when you're looking at the whole scene, they have leads on,
1: and the leads were in the right place. The leads were in the right place. There was definitely somebody on set helping yeah. with these yeah. little things because Danielle and I had to do the whole, you know, smoke over fire. Is it clouds over grass? Clouds over grass.
0: I literally only put them on babies. Oh my! We gosh. rarely did. Uh... Occasionally, okay, you... we do. Th- we would do between three and five leads. Five leads were for cardiac patients. We're getting off topic, but they have fluids running. You know, she definitely was not intubated. She did not have an airway for said surgery, but she starts, you know,
1: crashing. Yeah, she's she's getting paler by the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, her her breathing starts to get a little bit shallow, shallowed. Yes. She's you they know, they did gasping show her, a little um, bit her SATs going down. Yes, they did have a monitor. Mm -hmm. So even though they didn't have like basic medical equipment here, they did have a monitor. So that was good. Yes. And then next thing you know, flatline. Yeah. Typical, typical flatline.
0: Uh, But then you have a poor John B, you know.
1: Right. And here's where the real problem is. Right. So Sarah flatlines and John B is kind of like You know, of course, like, stress, freaking out. They do maybe two rounds of CPR.
0: They did 15 compressions. Yeah. Two breaths. And then another 15 compressions. And then stopped. And was like, sorry, that's it, man. She's gone. And poor John B is probably sitting there. Like, clearly they're dating in real life. Love this. And, you know, I'm like, he's like staring at her like, you know, you know, he's thinking like, oh, my God, what if I lost this human in real life? And his acting's like so good. So on point. And then he just starts like beating on her chest and like and then then he like gives up and starts crying. And then you see the fingers wiggle.
1: Yes. And for the record, we counted. We timed the time that Sarah. It was like three minutes. Yeah. So between the last compression and Sarah's little fingers wiggling it was about three minutes here so this is where we're, we're we're cutting we're cutting major points from Outer Banks for this yeah she was out cold for three minutes no compressions no breaths
0: and you know what, I think we just need to make a shirt that says John B it's 30 to 2 John B
1: keep doing your compressions
0: compressions are most important
1: keep going because mm-hmm. you know in real life you take three minutes away from those compressions, we're going to have a brain dead Sarah, Sarah Cameron. So Sarah would not have been able to complete the season. (laughs) But it, but you know, in the show, Sarah, Sarah kind of gets up. Yeah. Sorry. Spoiler alert. Sarah gets up and you know, like a scene later, she's just like, she's, she's chilling. She's eating watermelon. She's laughing with her friends. She's like guarding a little bit, but like she's, she's pretty good. There's no pain meds. Nope. I mean, homegirl maybe is just really
0: tough. Yeah. I mean, she is tough. I I think Sarah, like, doesn't get enough credit
1: on that show. But, yeah. But then again, I mean, she has John B to live for. So, like, I would imagine that you're going to fight pretty hard to make it through that gunshot wound. That's
0: true. That's true. No antibiotics either. So we're going to have a rating system of, you know, zero. What the fuck were you doing? And 10.
1: That was absolutely perfect. Yeah. 10 would be, like, A plus. Like, they nailed it.
0: Hmm. I rate – I'm rating this based on, okay, this is not taking place in a hospital. It is in a makeshift, like, surgery. So based off of the resources and the character development, I'm going to say, like,
1: 4.8. Wow. You know, that's pretty low. That is a little bit lower. than You're, you're harsh. You really – you l- think l- that's harsh? I mean – I wouldn't say harsh, but it's a less than a five. Wow. I mean, it's not too much less than a five. Point two. So what are you giving them credit for then? The leads and the monitor. Yeah, yeah the leads. Yeah, they did have that right. Yeah, maybe I'm just being a little too biased with my, with my scoring. But they didn't have the bamboo bag hooked up to anything. <laughs> the bamboo bag was just floating. It was.
0: There's no oxygen. <sighs> okay, so Sarah Cameron wasn't gonna come back from the dead with no oxygen.
1: So you're going with four point eight. Four point eight. What are you? Mm, see, I think I have to go. I think I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with five point six. You see, it's still kind of low. It is low. It is low. I'm gonna. Uh, <laughs> it's low, but you know, Sarah was she. She was out cold for three minutes. We just we we have. I mean, that should be that's like minus four points to begin with. Yeah, but. Overall, it has to at least be realistic. you know, I think w- when you watch Outer Banks, the show is just so extravagantly ridiculous to begin with that it's like w- I'm skewing that a little bit.
0: I know. We love the show. A plus for drama. F minus for <laughs> medical realisticness. Now, that being said, y'all have spoken. And I must start watching Grey's Anatomy.
1: Praise Jesus. She's watching, she's watching Grays. You heard it here first. No take backs, Danielle. No take backs. It's gonna be edited
0: into the episode. I will start watching Grays. And if you guys want to watch along with us, maybe it's like a Netflix club.
1: Yeah. I mean, who has who has the emotional energy for a book club right now? I don't know. I like reading books. I mean, of course. Yes, you know, we we all love reading books, but, but I'm like.
0: I read like Harry Potter before bed to kind of tune out the, just to kind of let my mind wander for a bit. But yeah, if you guys want to watch along with us, get angry over the first season, I can't commit to anything past the first season, but I will watch and we will we'll write and break break it on down.
1: Yeah. So if you've never seen Grey's before, or like me, you have seen Grey's and have been a loyal follower since day one, we're re-watching Grey's. We're doing this. Oh, fine. On that note, on with the episode. We've been snacking on candy all day.
0: I know. I'm not going to lie. I feel a little like I don't, I think I've had too much sugar today. You have the or I'm, I, or I'm too high in all the conversations we've had
1: today. Mm. Um, Maybe a mix of hyperglycemia. And just high on life.
0: High, yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. yeah. Like high on hormone. First from the period.
0: Yes. Yes. Fun fact we're all in our periods. <laughs> <laughs> Many yes. of you can probably relate that are listening to this right now. <laughs> no.
1: If you're on your period right now, <laughs> we, we feel, feel you. <laughs> <laughs> See, Danielle and I are literally, literally synced right now. It's, if you, yeah, if you get what funny. I mean. Yes. Like,
0: same day. I find that so cool the menstruating body has the power to do that. Like that kind of energy, like that's, that's primal. Like, I mean, maybe primal is not the right word, but like, that's like, man, that's, it's, it's kind of magical. Yeah. It's like moon
1: magic shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like it's just, there's, uh, there's not like a real way to explain that. I mean, there probably is some sort of biological way to explain that.
0: But yeah. But like people, you become like, Close to or connected with, or like even people that you're just around, and you all sync up. Yeah.
2: My whole volleyball team and I synced up, and then it switched to soccer season, and then my soccer team and that I synced up. So <laughs> wild. Like, how? How does that happen?
0: Well, if you stuck through that intro, <laughs> Jackie and I are recording with my Instagram friend, now in real life friend, My McKeon. She is an aesthetic injector. Here in Chicago, and I followed her. I actually followed NP Britt. Yes, um, she's our medical director. Yes, and then she had posted this. uh, I think it was like a video that you had done or something, and I was like, "Just a fresh nurse injector," you know. I'm just like trying to like learn all I can, follow these different accounts, like learn all the tips and tricks, and I started following you, Mai, and I was like, "Oh my god, this girl's so cool," and. I'm like me. What?
1: <laughs> yes,
0: you. <laughs> so yeah, I'm just so excited. I love it when, you know, Instagram friends become real life friends. Maya, I want to know a little bit like what drew you into the aesthetic field. So this is so random,
2: but so I had always been really into skin and skincare and skin health. I as a kid, I used to be like I want to be a dermatologist. That did not go that route. Went the nursing route. Both of my parents are nurses. So it's kind of a family business thing, we joke. Um, But then one day I was getting my eyebrows done by Joanna. She's amazing if you ever want to get your eyebrows done around here. But she was like, oh, I at first was going to be an aesthetic nurse, but that was going to take too long for school. And I was like, what's an aesthetic nurse? And then that kind of drew me down this rabbit hole. And then I started taking a bunch of classes, invested in trainings, and just connections brought me, you know, the right place at the right time. And like half of that and half working my ass off.
0: People are going to love this episode because I can only assume it's the same for you. I can't tell you anytime that I post anything regarding my new job and like working in aesthetics, there's at least, at least 50 nurses that are like, hey, I'm getting so burnt out in the ICUs. Like, I really want to make a change. I've been super interested in this. It seems to be the outlet, like, Post burnout, this is what you
1: do. <laughs> right. So, yeah. my, I just want to. Did you, were you already a nurse when you were getting your eyebrows done and you found you had this come yeah. to Jesus moment? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was like, so where I you didn't know working? this
2: existed. I was teaching nursing. Very cool. Yeah. So, I was teaching at Chamberlain University and um, I had worked as a Peds nurse right out of nursing school. And then I did a whole bunch of other nursing things too. Like, I did occupational health, I did the med search thing, and then I was in cardiac care. And that was kind of my passion. I love, I could still do it. I love everything cardiac. And then I was teaching for a while because I was also, when I was on the cardiac floor, I was the unit educator too. And I was precepting people. And I kind of really always loved that educating part of nursing. So then I went into teaching full time.
1: Oh, wow. And I was teaching
2: farm, PEDS, health assessment, even though it had been like years since I'd been a PEDS nurse. They were like, you have PEDS experience, right? I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah. uh So then all of that worked out so well that when I took my NP boards, I was like, I'm so thankful that I taught all these classes because all of these things that I've had to put in my head to be able to teach people helped me pass my boards, I feel like. Wow.
1: Yeah. Because as Danielle said, I think a lot of nurses find aesthetics or they find these other roles outside of the hospital in nursing. Um, So I was curious if you had a lot of experience as a nurse before you found your niche here in aesthetics. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I graduated nursing school in 2011 and then started doing trainings in 2018.
0: Oh, so cool. For aesthetics. I feel like I'm such a newbie in that, but I circling back I I think the biggest holdup for me for pursuing another degree is that there's so much that I don't remember from nursing school, and I'm so envious that like you did like that teaching route, like you have all that, like that's so helpful to have that background. I mean, like farm. I mean, farm was the hardest. Farm was.
2: Awful, always the hardest. Like we were talking about those mechanism of actions and yeah. having to learn all those again. Ugh,
1: yes. <laughs> Ugh. The, if some, if you were to ask me the me, the mechanism of action of prednisone, I would probably right now just say lowers your immune response,
0: <laughs> decreases right. inflammation. It's right. Um, <laughs> Do you have to write care plans in NP school? No, oh, no. I never wrote a single. Care not
1: a plan. care plan, but you're actually charting a treatment plan. on like real treatment plans, which is kind of similar. Kind of. And a little bit more scary.
2: But with real diagnoses. Yes. Not with, nursing diagnoses. Oh, nursing diagnoses. Big difference. I'm
1: actually teaching right now, my I'm actually oh. I teach um bachelor's nursing students in their clinical rotation. Oh, isn't that fun? It's such a blast. I love hearing everybody's,
0: you know, routes through healthcare and like how they find new things that they're passionate about. so I love about the nursing profession. Because if you're stuck somewhere and you're burnt out somewhere, there's there's so many other avenues that you can take. One thing that I kind of not worry about, I think, with the aesthetic nursing profession, but like it's so highly sought after. Everyone wants to get in it. It's not really regulated. And you're basically kind of learning you're learning as you go like there's there's obviously there's different like trainings and stuff that you can do but a lot of it is like hands-on and like hopefully you have someone to like guide you and like you can shadow with but not a lot of people do Mm -hmm. yeah I am
2: so fortunate that I have Brit as my mentor and my medical director and also the founders of the fits Michelle and Susie they are they're really big on like safety is our biggest thing Because a lot of people don't understand that there are so many complications that can happen with aesthetic procedures like vascular occlusions and Mm -hmm. necrosis, tissue necrosis to the face and blindness. People are like, oh, you just put needles in people's faces. Like, how hard can that be?
0: (laughs) I'm like, uh, yeah, watch some filler enter a vessel and we'll show you how dangerous it can be. Exactly.
2: Like we have to have ophthalmologists on call in case this ever happens or, you know, and even if that happens and someone were to not know what to do with it and they send them to the ER... Sometimes ERs don't know what to do with that.
0: No, they don't know what to do with that. And I think that was one of my biggest fears. Every day it's my fear. <laughs> yeah. It's it's still very much as a fear. I like and that's why I'm very grateful like the setting that I'm in. Like I have I work at a plastic surgeon's office. I have my doctor there that I can be like, Hey, I just want I just want a second set of eyes. I think it's okay. Just come on in and like we'll take a look at everything. They'll check it out. And they're like, Yeah, no, I think you're good. But like we have other tools and stuff you like ultrasound and stuff Mm -hmm. like that if we were to need it. But I don't want to scare anybody from like getting into the profession, but it is it's like a a block you have to get over. But it's it's so
1: important that you guys both had such extensive nursing experience. And Danielle, Mm -hmm. you would put IVs into babies, like tiny, tiny babies, scalps. I mean, how, you know, if you want to talk about needle safety, Mm -hmm. (laughs) where to put a 24 gauge, I mean, I can't imagine there's a lot of nurses that are more talented than a NICU nurse. But you know, for me, it's like, I honestly don't know anything about this, the nursing aesthetic world. So I feel like I'm right here with the listeners, like learning so much from you guys. And the first question that I want to know is, I guess from both of you, what was that transition like? Going into the hospital world where your role is very different and your hours are different. And what was that transition like heading into aesthetics?
2: Yeah, it is a really different world. It's a whole different world. And going into, you know, it still is very much patient care. Like a lot of the skills and things that you've learned from being in the hospital management, assessment, that all still carries over. Like you have to be really good at assessing. You have to be able to assess for vascular occlusion. And that's the thing is when kind of talking back about that is it can happen. Even if you aspirate, if even if you pull back, even if you're doing everything right, even if you're being really safe, marking off all your, you know, no-fly zones, there could still be an occlusion. Even but if you've been injecting for 20 years. Exactly. So I always tell people I'm like, this is rare, but this could be something that happens. And if that happens, then I'm just going to go in and I'm going to dissolve it. And I was talking to one of my coworkers about this, one of our founders, and she was like, yeah, it's fine. Like you're going to shut your pants when it happens, but then you change your pants and then you keep going and you go on with your day.
1: I mean, it honestly sounds like like the stress. Like it is like, uh, I, I honestly didn't even know. I feel like I'm already learning so much about this, about vascular occlusions. And have you, what are some other things that can maybe go wrong?
2: Do you know, have you, so that one, um, she was a blogger. Uh, I know. I think I know what we're talking about. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. um, eyelid ptosis, Mm -hmm. Mm. that's one of those things that really like scared everyone from getting Botox. Yeah. And it's not even like we, we always talk about this. Like we never throw people under the bus. Like it, it, maybe it was an injector thing, but it couldn't have been, it might not have been. So it could just be someone's anatomy is different from, you know, someone Mm -hmm. else's or if we're not. There's so many factors that could have caused those things, but that's why whenever we inject people, we're like, okay, don't touch your face. Don't rub your face. Don't go get a face down massage. Don't work out. Cause when you work out, you sweat. When you sweat, you wipe your brow. That's Mm -hmm. when you can
0: possibly wipe the product into a different muscle that can Mm -hmm. cause that.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, wow.
0: Yeah. I, that's like my biggest thing. I, I have my whole spiel. I'm like, don't wear any hats, (laughs) helmets, visors, nothing (laughs) like that. When you wash your face tonight, be super gentle, nice, upward, outward strokes. Don't lay down for at least four to six hours. Don't work out for 24. You know, and you're like, don't go home and like scrub your baseboards. Like, Yeah. Like stay upright.
2: Yeah. Because there are so many people that we got coming into the fits because NP Britt, Brittany, our medical director, she Mm -hmm. was the one who corrected that for her. Um, which
1: was a phenomenal
0: correction it is so great yeah
1: and for the listeners if you don't know what we're talking about we will have to link this very viral video about the um, eyelid situation because that is very cool that your clinic was able to get her back to normal because I think you're right I think it definitely scared some people away from Botox and fillers So Maya, like you went back to school. When did that happen? Because I'm hearing that (laughs) sitting for boards and we have an (laughs) NP sitting here. So where does that fit in?
2: This is, I'm like newly minted. My new license number hasn't even gone through yet. So I just took boards August 9th. Congrats.
1: Thank you so much. That is such an accomplishment. Thank you so much. It was
2: honestly like so scary. Taking boards again. The NCLEX was hard enough. Mm. And I swore to myself that I wouldn't take another board exam after NCLEX. But now I'm done for real. <laughs> you promise? You swear? Uh, I, don't I don't know. Famous last words, right? I'm like, "Okay, now what else?" But yeah, so I took I went back and got my first masters just in general nursing. Back. In, I finished in 2016, and wow. that's what I was teaching with. So you have an um, I, you can have an MSN and teach. So I was teaching with just a general MSN. And then when I was like going into aesthetics, I knew I wanted to get my NP. And that's when I was like, okay, I got to go back and do it.
1: And so you knew you wanted to go into aesthetics while going back to school for FMP, right? Yeah. So what was that like being in school and having to learn? I mean, you're learning everything primary care. (sighs) You're learning kids, you're learning adults, gerontology, pregnancy, when you know, hey, I already I know what I want to get into. I want to get into aesthetics. Why do I have to learn everything and everything about every human being?
2: Yeah. So that was really hard. And I was kind of torn because I would I was working part time. Thankfully, my um, managers and the team at the Fitz, they were so supportive of me for school. And even like they would offer to help me study. And if I ever needed anything for school, they're like, okay, whatever you need. Um, they were really flexible with my schedule at the time too, when I needed it for clinicals. Cause you guys know how clinicals are like, you oh, never yeah. know what day you're going to be assigned and all those things. And it's based off of your preceptor schedule in NP school. So that was, it was a nightmare, but it got
1: through it because especially in, and like for FNP, you pre- probably spend how many days even talking about derm? Like, Barely any, maybe a week.
2: It was funny because I took this like practice test on um, some website for how well... It was like a predictor test on if you're going to pass your NP boards or not. And it broke it down into the categories of like, okay, you got over 70% over this, under 70 because you want to be at 70% or higher. And it was like cardiac and derm were well, well over 70%. And I was like, okay, well, at least we know. I know that I know what I know. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah. But having to learn everything else was just like, OK, I need to put my energy into this and then I can focus on all the aesthetics and cosmetic derm stuff, which is where I'm at now.
0: That's so interesting. And this is something that I wanted to talk to you about, too, is that like, do you know, is there like just a straight derm route for nurse practitioner? No, not yet. Which I feel like there really should be. There should be a derm anesthetic route Mm -hmm. because like one thing I feel like as a new injector and I say new and I'm like coming up on like two years is I feel like I just want I want a structured program yeah I want a degree like an advanced degree in this because in Tennessee nurses can inject I know it's it's different like state by state it's different um can nurses inject in Chicago yes okay but I just feel like there needs to be some sort of regulation on it. Like everything is is so self-sought. Mm-hmm. Like any education is all self-sought.
2: And every injector who teaches, they all inject differently. Yeah. Every, like uh, you can put the whole thing. You can put a pair of shears in a different stylus hand and they're going to do different things with it. You're going to mm-hmm. get different results. Same with yeah, uh, syringe. You can put the same syringe in any injector's hand and someone's going to do something different and have different results.
1: Yeah. And have different injecting techniques. Mm -hmm. How do you recommend that, that people learn then? You know, do you really just have to find a mentor that you, you know, admire the work that they do or you admire, you know, they are willing to mentor you? How do you even go about doing this? 100%
2: having a mentor is like the way to go. There's classes that you can seek out in Chicago. We are lucky. We have some really great, Teachers here, and really great programs that you can go to, but they're expensive. It's a lot Mm. of investment in yourself if you want to be in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And as we Danielle kind of we we all touched on this a little bit. Nurses right now, I mean, to even say that nurses are burned out is such an understatement right now. And you know, I I really am curious about the amount of nurses one that are going to go back to school for advanced practice degrees just to one try to get out of the hospital and two that are looking for other ways to stay in this field without being exhausted and without Mm -hmm. having to work 12 hour shifts on Thanksgiving and Christmas. So what would you say to the new nurses that are not new nurses, but nurses that have been working or working through this pandemic, and they are ready to take that step to get into this aesthetic world?
2: It's hard. It's hard. I think just kind of, you really do have to work your ass off to find it, to find those opportunities for yourself and, Mm -hmm. you know, to make connections, finding the right people. It's sad to say that. Like you really do have to find those connections and make them genuine.
0: Definitely. Definitely finding like a genuine connection relationship um, because there, there is a certain amount of, there's enough patience for everybody. Mm-hmm. But there's also that fear of, oh, are you going to take my spot in town? Like, mm-hmm. there is still some of that. I'd say one of my mentors doesn't... T- I've got two mentors. One got me interested, like, in aesthetics. She was like, you know you can be a nurse and inject, right? I was like, what? But she has a different clinic and stuff in Nashville. She's phenomenal. The woman that I trained under is incredible too she's one of the trainers and she does beautiful work and she's an nurse practitioner as well and i'm so grateful for her because like i was ready to be like i'm i'm done like i need something different uh because i just my first experience and it wasn't great and i was going to do wound care instead but uh, i listened to that episode your yeah, solo one yeah <laughs> But the injector at the clinic I've been working, at was like, no, like, trust me. Like, I think you're going to be a great fit for this. Like, just let me teach you. Let me mentor you. Mm -hmm. And that's not the case for everybody. So a lot of it is really hard work. And a lot of it is just luck and going into it for the right reason. I think a lot of people go into
2: it because they're like, oh, this is, this is glamorous. And Mm -hmm. this is so much cooler than regular nursing. And it's, It's different, but it's, there are still a lot of things that are like hard and exhausting and, but in the end it all, it's all worth it. Yeah, Yeah. I think,
0: I think so too. And it's something that's, it's continuously evolving. There's always new um, techniques being taught, new, well, beauty standards, which we'll get into Mm -hmm. next. Yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of like self-discovery in it. It is. It's a tough field to get into. Tough thing to find like a mentor. Like you also have to find a place that's willing to take someone on that maybe doesn't have experience. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And just being patient and the right it'll happen with the right timing Mm -hmm. if it's supposed to happen. Yeah. Yeah. But also understanding it's there's a lot of danger that comes with being an injector. How so? Well, you could mess up someone's face no um, big deal <laughs> yeah. no big deal the vascular occlusions botox uh like with the um eyelid ptosis eyebrow ptosis it's not a quick fix like it, neurotoxin takes at least three to four months if not longer to wear off in your body mm-hmm. and you can do different things to like you know with um with brit's case like she was able to get like at least like her eyelid to start lifting up more. Um, But I mean, it's still, I mean, she took like what, like three to four months to like fully recover. So yeah. For it to wear off and Mm -hmm. for
2: both of her eyes to be symmetric again. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So you said something, Danielle, that really stuck out with me and that was about beauty standards. Yes. So I'm really curious, you know, because I think that there are so many different perspectives that, you know, we all have in healthcare about this industry and about going into aesthetics. And so what were maybe some hesitations that you had going into aesthetics and with these beauty standards? Like how does that fit into your practice? Well, I'll
0: I'll say what my biggest fear was and then I want to I want to know if it was if it's if it's yours too was over injecting people and making them like like being able to say no to people Mm -hmm. and like being proud of like my work. And, you know, everyone, I feel like the first thing people think of when you're like, oh, yeah, I'm a nurse injector, like I do um, Botox fillers, they immediately think of the pillow face filter. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. It's it's terrifying. You've seen the filter.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We've all seen the filter at this point.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So was was that similar for you, Mai? That was definitely one of
2: my biggest fears. And just not knowing how to you know, honor someone's natural features. Cause I feel like that's what, as an injector, that's kind of my biggest goal is like, okay, whatever it is, your beauty, your standard of beauty, you already have that beauty. And it's our job to just honor your natural beauty and Mm -hmm. rejuvenate and create facial balance and to just make you feel more confident and make you feel like yourself and just feel good about how you look in your day to day. Yes,
0: exactly. Like, so many people come in and they'll show you pictures of like the Hadid's or something. And it's like, but that's not your face. Mm -hmm. That's not, that's not you, you know, like we're not going to completely alter your appearance. And a lot, I I don't, I, I don't know about you, but I've actually had conversations with patients and they've like started like crying with me and they're like, I just, I never felt beautiful. Like yeah. like no one's ever told me like I'm beautiful. Mm-hmm. I, you know, like their self-esteem is so low and you can just tell that and you're like, listen. And I think it's also really important too. And, and I'm sure you like do this as well. But like, I never point out things to my patients and some injectors do. They're like, okay, we're going to do this, 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 and this to your face because you need this, 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 and this. I hand my patients a mirror and I say, what what do you focus on the most? Mm-hmm. That's it. That's what we look at. Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't want to create a new problem for people. Right. Yeah. And if
2: that's not an area of concern for you, as long as what we're doing, the treatment that you want to do is still going to harmonize with your face and the way that you look, then great. Then, you know, later down the road, if that's something that they want to address, then okay, great. We'll make that part of your treatment plan. But yeah. if it's not something like at this moment, you know, because then you're right. Like, they'll be like, oh, well, now there's this. And now there's this. And they've gone down this rabbit hole. And, mm-hmm.
0: and you've told me all these things that are wrong with my face.
1: So yeah. how do you have conversations with people that walk through the clinic and maybe are experiencing some of this body dysmorphia, facial dysmorphia? You've, you've done multiple, you know, treatments, injections, and they kind of keep coming back. Have you had to have conversations with people like those hard conversations that maybe there is some unrealistic beauty standard that is now changing when they look into the mirror?
2: Yeah, definitely. And I have and I will tell people no if I think that what they want isn't going to look natural or normal on their face. And thankfully, a lot of people now come in and they sit in the chair and they're like, I just don't want to look overdone or, you know, I want to I want it to look natural. I'm like, great, you're in the right spot, um, but people who you know want something that's unattainable or unrealistic, then I have to be like, I don't think that you know I'm the right injector for you, and I would rather you know inject with integrity and be proud of what I'm doing rather than just being like, okay, I'm just going to make you happy because we were talking about earlier, people pleasers. We yeah. especially in aesthetics, like we want our patients to be happy, and that's the biggest thing is we want them to be confident and happy. So if they are getting what they think that they want, but in the end, it's really not doing much for them, then I didn't do my job.
1: Yeah, exactly. Do you think that there is some level of unrealistic beauty standard with, I mean, of course, like the answer is yes, but you know, it's almost like, what is your responsibility with being on that side of the chair to try to, like you just said, come into it with integrity and to try to preserve um, someone's natural, you know, I hate to use the word natural, but maybe some of their features that they're not seeing.
2: Um, So having those conversations are definitely harder conversations to have with patients. But I think as you're being honest with them and telling them those things and telling them no, I think women and men are more likely to trust you when you're you know, really telling them like, this that's not going to look good. That's not going to look normal or natural. And that's really unrealistic. And it's like, okay, well, this is what makes you beautiful. And sometimes they want that feature to be changed. But we really want to support, you know, your features and what makes you look like you and just create that harmony and facial balance and support those structures in conjunction and correlation with those features that make
0: you you. There's a lot with that, like, like everyone's going to age and I feel like that's where I like to kind of, I, I like my elderly patients the most, if I'm being honest, I think it's so much fun just to kind of, you know, rebuild that structure up Mm -hmm. for them, but like in a soft, natural way. So it's like you can, (laughs) I hate the term like age gracefully, but like we're all going to get old at some point, but like we don't have to have our like <laughs> cheeks sagging off our jawline either. Yeah, we're
1: just preserving what we've
0: got. Yes. Yeah. And it makes people feel better. Mm-hmm. Right. We're going to you know, rehydrate some
1: I think that, 60-year-old like, brings lips. up such a good point about just kind of like this bigger conversation of what is aging gracefully and mm-hmm. what are our expectations and what you as, you know female, not female, what does that look like to you? Because I think for some people like, you know, that is okay. And, you know, I'm curious your opinions on, I think that there's like this stigma. There is a stigma. I don't think there's a stigma. There's definitely a stigma about Botox and fillers. And, you know, there's one side where people say, oh, you shouldn't get any of that. And then there's another side that said you should get some of that. And then somewhere in the middle, it's like, do what the fuck makes you happy, <laughs> yeah, and if exactly. you yes. get fillers, great. And if you don't get fillers, then then great too, right? Yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, obviously, yeah. You see a little, you see a bit of both of that. We we see we see all of it, and then we see the people who are like trying to hide from it. Then you have Gwyneth mm-hmm. Paltrow finally, you know, jumping on the tox train, but you know she's using Zeman because it's it's a cleaner form, like that's Goop approved. But I think something really. Interesting. That's not talked about enough, and I'm so glad, my that you brought it up. Was like the standard of beauty mm-hmm. is so different, but it's so it's so different, like based on like different like geocultural norms, yeah. right? Yeah. But white faces are m- taking from all these different cultures, and the. But like not acknowledging like where these like different trends and stuff are coming from. Mm -hmm.
2: And that standard of beauty changes with the trends too. Mm -hmm. Like there's, you know, there's the Eurocentric standard of beauty where it's like the blonde hair, the blue eyes, the sharp cheekbones, the heart shaped faces. But you look at like a brown woman or a black woman. That's not what we look like. Everyone's got their own defining features that make them that make us all beautiful. If we mm-hmm. all look to the same,
0: which there's a lot yes, of sameness lot coming of out yeah, now with definitely. filler and, and like where people are like, oh, no, I want this and I want this look and I want this look. And it's just I feel like people are getting so lost mm-hmm. and just honoring, like you said, like a person's individual faith. Like if we're... I'm not trying to change anyone's face when they come in and sit in my chair. Right. I'm just trying to help them, you know, feel better. I'm trying to, you know, soften things that like they want softened or lift things that they want lifted, but in a way that is natural for their face. Right. We never want to distort. We want to restore. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's really cool too to see that in this aesthetic world, nurses, nurse practitioners and PAs seem to really kind of be building their own path here. Like it's really a way to kind of build up your career and, you know, financially support yourself in a way that maybe isn't as demanding as working on Christmas Eve, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, no one wants to work on Christmas or Christmas Eve, but it's really beautiful to see that nurses and nurse practitioners now can, and PAs can kind of carve this separate path, So where do you see this career taking you? Because I'm looking at you, Maya, maybe I've never had anything injected into my face, but now I'm like looking at yours, like, sorry to question things because you do not look a day over 23 to me. So how is it possible (laughs) that you have had such a successful um, and accomplished career? I can only imagine what you have planned for the future.
2: Well, I'm, I feel like I'm in my dream job. I am. I love it so much. And I'm, I'm 31 now. So (laughs) all right. (laughs) Put me on your table. (laughs) Come on over. We'd love to have you at the fit whenever you're ready. Do it. (laughs) It'd be great. Um, But yeah, I think like this is what I want to do. And I'm so happy doing it. And it's not, you know, the best day every single day. Because there are definitely times where it's like you read a bad review or, you know, someone was having a bad day and they had a bad review. And that is like a sucker punch to your gut because it's like, oh, most of the time it is like people reaching out and being like, thank you so much. Like I've never felt so confident without makeup on or I feel like I'm so refreshed or, you know, moms who are like, I've never felt so much better about how I look since before I had kids when I actually looked and felt well-rested. I'm like, well, at least we all look well-rested now. And it really is like a form of self-care. So... I always tell people, like, our skin is our largest organ. We have to take care of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, it is. And it all is like a holistic thing too, right? Like, it all has to come from the inside out. Because if you're not healthy on the inside, it shows on the
0: outside. Oh, yeah. Mentally s- and physically. Yeah. I see that so much with, like, my patients who still smoke. Mm-hmm. And they'll come in and I'm just like, listen, like, we're... Fight we're fighting a very uphill battle here. like you have to take care of yourself because you're just basically th- you're like you're throwing your money away at me right now. If you don't stop like smoking, like smoking's one of the biggest things that like ages you mm-hmm. prematurely. yeah.
1: Well, since I have two injectors and uh, dermatology extraordinaire specialists sitting here with me, just from my own vanity, I would just love to hear some quick skin tips from both of you? Maybe that don't involve injections, maybe for someone that's not ready to go uh, under the needle or the knife. But what are some tips here uh, that we can kind of, I can take home?
2: We're both going to say SPF.
1: Yes. <laughs>
2: sun protection. <laughs> Stay out of. That's like the cheapest thing that you can do. Cheapest and easiest thing is protect your skin from the sun because sun damage is another thing that ages you. Smoking so much. sun damage. Smoking sun damage. You neck know, and hy- neck. Hydrating. Keep saying hydrated. That's like one of the things that everyone will tell you. Mm-hmm. But injectables is just like one part of the puzzle, right? Yeah. Like taking care of your, all the stuff that you're doing at home. You're investing in injectables. You have to also invest in your Skin skincare. skincare. Yeah. Right. And I
1: think maybe that is a huge misconception about Aesthetics is that people just think, oh, Botox fillers. When I know Danielle, you do PRP. There's microneedling. There's so many things. Like I would Mm -hmm. love to hear some other, like, what is the coolest procedure that you do?
2: I really do love PRP. PRP is so generative. Aesthetics is so fun because it's using your own stuff Mm -hmm. to induce collagen and heal and to really give you a really great glow. If you microneedle PRP into your face, you are gonna glow. Oh man. That's
0: that's how <laughs> not to be like that's how I get them. That's how I get them more like natural, like yes, vegan. Yeah, like
1: I'll let you microneedle my face. <laughs> yeah. I don't yes. really know exactly what that means. Um, but <laughs> it's,
2: it's um so we will with the PRP, we'll draw your blood. Okay, and mm-hmm. then we spin it in the centrifuge, and then we extract the PRP, which is the platelet rich plasma, and then we inject it, not inject, we microneedle it into your face. So microneedling is this device that we have. And it creates these micro channels and it pretty much causes your skin to um, heal itself and okay. then in, in, induces collagen. So you're nice and plump
1: mm-hmm. and then
2: you, you're glowing from those gro- your own growth factors.
1: So is this the thing where I, am I going to look like funky for a few days? Like, do I like need to plan this around yeah, maybe like, like a couple days. days off of work? Yeah. Okay, I'm You fine don't need with to that. take
0: off of work, per se. I mean, like, it, well, it depends on... Just do it on a Friday and then I you have don't weekend. Should like we have...
1: I mean, Mai is here in <sighs> Chicago. Should we, like, do this on we uh, should. Instagram? You guys can follow along with my first experiences going into <gasps> Yes! A that would be so spa. fun. Yes! yes because I do think that, you know, I'm 31. I think there's we probably should. a lot of listeners that have not had Botox or fillers that, you know, mm-hmm. maybe we're a little concerned about. We are... You know, I'm seeing some aging... I don't know if that's like something that I want in the future, but I think that there's something to be learned from going into a setting like this and seeing the plethora of things and services that you guys offer. Yeah. That's not just, you know, people will say, oh, you guys just do this. It's like, no, 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 no. Mm -hmm.
0: I'm also a huge proponent. I love PRP in the under eyes. Mm hmm.
1: You can inject that into my
0: baggy under eyes. Yes,
1: it helps. and it'll, it'll it helps. help with your
0: pigmentation. Guys.
1: Yeah, not
2: that I'm seeing any because I'm looking I mean, at you right now and
1: you yeah. have great skin. Oh, yeah, stop you it. really do. I mean, ugh, um, blushing. But no,
0: like PRP for like under eyes, such a co- like. You know, everyone comes in and they're like, "I want under eye filler," and I'm like, "I'm still. I'm like, I'm very hesitant with under eye filler. I'm still learning that." Um, but like, I feel like. It's a scary area for me personally to to inject because you have to be the right client. You have to um, 100% have the right filler. But PRP is just so much, it's so much safer, but it's not an immediate, Mm -hmm. it's not an immediate fix like filler would be. You've got to give it at least like three or four treatments. You know, some people, I mean, I have, (laughs) I've got, patients that come in and they're like oh my god everyone's like why you look so you look like you've slept so long like you look so refreshed and she's like PRP Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love
1: PRP we all need some PRP I think (laughs) after this Mm -hmm. year and a half bullshit we all need some PRP what like what are some other cool procedures that you guys will do in clinic
0: Kybella is really fun Oh, what is that? You like Kybella? I, I do like Kybella. How this? many treatments do you feel like you need to whoa, whoa, do whoa, whoa, to whoa, get whoa, whoa. like... Whoa,
1: whoa, whoa. Slow down. I don't even know what this word is.
2: <laughs> so Kybella is deoxycholic acid and it kills fat, mostly in the submental area. So people will, you know, some people just have mm-hmm. submental fat there just like genetically. So like or, under your, your chin? Yeah, you under okay. your chin. Mm-hmm. And so people will, we can inject Kybella there and it eats your fat it, it kills your fat but it
0: burns but it burns it gets real swollen yes how many treatments do you usually and it's exp- it's expensive it's quite an investment but at least two to three which this is this is my thing i feel like like i've seen kybella work great mm-hmm. you know but it, i feel like it's one of those things at that point where i'm like you could have done like lipo and like a skin tightening thing too but like it's perfect for people who don't want surgery yes but they but yeah
2: it's less invasive but it's still invasive because we're still injecting you know this kybella yeah and it's definitely
0: but i've seen it work wonders yes i have too yeah but it's it's not just like a one and done thing right exactly exactly so
1: my in your clinic is it primarily facial treatments or do you do body treatments as well? I know Danielle goes into surgery and they do all sorts of things. We
2: do mostly facial and we have, so we have nurse practitioners, we have RNs and we have um, estheticians as well. So we all kind of work together and we work really closely with our estheticians because we have injectors and then the estheticians will do all of the skin stuff. So the chemical peels, the facials, lots of fun stuff for them. But we also do body contouring with cool sculpting, which at first, I have to tell you, I was not a believer in it. Yeah. What is this?
0: So there's I'm sorry.
1: There's everyone. a lot of- <laughs> I'm like I feel like I should I need to Google all of
0: these different no, this treatments. Is why
2: you have us. It's fine.
0: Yeah. Cool sculpting essentially like
2: freezes your fat. It's cryolipolysis. So it there's this applicator, it goes onto these areas and then it freezes the fat. And then it causes the fat cells to burst and then your waste system cleans it out. So you peer poop it
0: out. Okay. But how do you feel about that versus like the radio frequency ones that like, like the heat lipolysis? I haven't done a lot. I haven't done any of that.
2: So okay. I don't know anything about that, but I just know that I, we, we have sculpting in our office and I, I do it a lot and people will come in and they'll get their, the backs of their arms, their abdomen mm-hmm. or something and, and those, I like, use tough spots that you just can't just, yes
1: that like you
0: that can't spot right under your belly button too it's
1: right I don't there. know what do you mean Danielle I, I don't know what that is <laughs> no, it's it's the fat <laughs> protecting <laughs> <Just> our uterus <laughs> we and, all seriously, have that we all, we all have got it. it we all have that and that's why I
2: wasn't a believer at first because I was like well I'm really big on being healthy like health and fitness and exercising and eating healthy to lose weight but for some people it's been a really good you know doing that in conjunction with their healthy habits. And Mm -hmm. if they have the budget to be able to do that, then that's great for them. Um, But or for some people I've seen it kickstart their health habits where they're like, okay, I'm making this investment. I have to maintain it. Yeah. So that's true.
0: That's very true.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really, aesthetics is a whole different world in nursing. So if you could go back and tell yourself one piece of advice or like one thing that you wish you would have known going into this field what would it be
0: oh that's a great question i don't know because like i'm so new in it yet i feel like it would probably be something like just you're just constantly going to learn
1: yeah
2: learn having to learn and having to be very
0: proactive about that learning and very humbled in it And yes Mm
1: -hmm. right i mean how many muscles are in the face uh, a lot a lot of muscle so many muscles nerves i mean again mm-hmm. this is so intricate mm-hmm. and it's not just injecting right it is right. so complex
0: it's artistry truly
1: mm-hmm. yeah
2: which is why i love it so much cuz i'm always such a nerd about these things so i'm like i really love medicine and i really love art and it's just like the perfect blend
0: and it's our career it's so fun that's literally what i tell everyone all the time because and <laughs> that's literally sorry we sound like like <laughs> gossiping little girls right now but no we're just excited about our careers and that's what happens when a like this I think was what Jackie was trying to get at earlier but my mental health is so much better since leaving the bedside and finding aesthetics yeah me too I can I work like nine to five and I never have to work a holiday never have to work a weekend it's beautiful. Right. I feel great.
1: And that's not to say it's not it's extremely challenging, demanding, intricate, right. detailed work, but I do think there's also something to be said about working in an environment where 99% of the time you're having people leave happy. Mm-hmm. Instead yes. of yeah. working in a hospital seeing people at their worst, seeing families at their worst, mm-hmm. right? It's um you're really flipping the script there and getting yes. to not just help people feel more confident in their own skin, but you're getting to see them leave happier than maybe when they came in.
2: Exactly. Yeah. And I just love building that connection with our patients too. Because do you have patients that have just like turned into friends? The actual injecting part sometimes will take like five minutes or less. And the rest of it, we're just like catching up on life.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yeah. (laughs) I want to just circle back to what's so cool about aesthetics is a combination of creativity and medicine of artistry and medicine, which, you know, the whole science of nursing is very artistic, Mm -hmm. but that's why I love so much where I am because it's like, I, I get to be super artistic and creative, but there's also that medicine side of it. But then I also will help out in the OR, you know, with like cases and stuff too. And so like, I get to do, I, I still get the best of both worlds. In my opinion, but like everyone leaves and goes home happy. Yeah, yeah. I'm super curious, and this is something I have written down that like I really wanted to ask. How? What does your daughter like when your when your daughter is asked? Oh, what does your mom do? Like, what's her response? Um, she like how'd she
2: describe it? She'll say that I'm a nurse and that I help people feel beautiful.
0: <gasps> I'm gonna cry. Oh, so cute. <laughs> She's the best. You guys will have to meet her one day. I would love that. Uh, My, do you have like what's coming up next for you right now? Like anything exciting coming up? Want to promote? Like
1: besides doing my PRP and (sighs) microneedling, we're gonna do it. I'm so excited. You're Um, gonna love
2: it, Jackie. Yeah, I'm so excited.
1: Freshen this face up, girls.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's already fresh, but you know whatever it is that you want to do, we'll 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 talk. We'll talk offline. (laughs) This is so fun. There really isn't, you know, too much. It's just a lot of. Right now, do you have this too, where it's a lot of brides? You have a lot of brides coming to see you? Um
0: yeah, yeah, a lot I have of like brides.
2: every other person. but this is where I have to say no sometimes, is where they're like, "Oh, my wedding is coming up in a month or less." And I'm like, well, I don't want to change your face, and I'm not going to change your face, but I'm not going to do something to your face that will make you feel maybe not like you feel your best, right that close to your wedding. So whenever I talk to people who I know are like, they're like, oh, you know, I'm with my boyfriend and if they're going to get engaged or whatever, then we kind of talk about a plan and knowing that like, okay, we want to do this ahead of time and not be like, okay, it's two weeks until my wedding. I'm going to get Botox for the first time because I'll say no. Yes. (laughs) I'm like, okay, come back after your wedding because it's going to be something that you're going to want to do anyways. Yeah. But I want you to look and feel your best on your on the best day of your life.
0: And if, like, God forbid, something happens, like, could you imagine? I want to be like, responsible for that. <laughs> no, no, I don't want all your vid- your wedding pictures to be like right? that, right? <laughs>
2: oh gosh, that's just like that would be a nightmare. So uh, right now, too, is you know, fall's coming up, so it's a lot of the skincare stuff. People are like, okay, what can I do? It's seal season. It's it, layer it season. Is. Laser season. Yeah, yeah. So you know. All that sun damage and also having to teach them like, okay, take care of your skin. Yes. Um, yeah.
0: the holidays are coming up. Everyone's wanting to get in for the holidays because everyone oh, wants to yes. look smooth. All the kids have gone back to school. Yes. The moms are the moms are in. Yeah.
2: So <laughs> I'm just excited to be able to learn more about the industry and about, you know, the specialty now that I'm done studying for my MP boards.
0: Yes. I'm excited I'm excited for all the growth that this industry has yeah me too there's still so much that I'm learning every single
2: day and there's so many people that we can learn from thankfully so Mm -hmm. I'm excited
0: about it what's like your go-to and I'm asking this um personally as well what's your go-to resource for anatomy and Mm -hmm. injecting and like learning new like tips and tricks besides
2: Besides I was like, Brit. besides Brit, Britt <laughs> yeah. is my go-to. And then there's Michelle and Susie also at The Fits, who they're the co-founders. But I really love... There's that new book Lee Walker just put out. Okay. I really love that okay. one. And oh, there's so many people. Yeah, I'll have to like... I'll send it to you. It's a really good one. It's all... It's got all, you know, the anatomy and the muscles and everything like that. And then there's... Oh, there's so many. We'll have... I'll send them to you so you can link them maybe.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. a great idea. Because I'm like, off be, the top of my head, I don't know. <laughs> there's going to be so many people that are like, give me all the resources. Tell me everything you know. Like, how do I get into this? Yeah. Because everyone's just desperate to get out of the bedside. And I, yeah. I don't blame them after the last two years. Right. So if they're in Chicago,
2: there's aesthetic mentor, Amy Martin. Okay. That's the, she, has, um, she just has this new like teaching space now it's in very cool in verbs but it's in I think Hinsdale or something like that but she teaches and she holds classes for people for who want to learn Botox and filler and there's a regenerative class too that I've been like oh I want to take that class
0: um maybe I will just come up here yes, another weekend you or should. the next we time should they take they it do we we'll take it together yeah
1: perfect so where can we find you? Where can our listeners find you? I
2: just changed it finally from RN to NP. <gasps>
1: Let's go! Go! So now it's
2: at my mcewen underscore NP on Instagram.
1: Amazing. <laughs> well, I hope that all of the RNs and people out there that are interested in this aesthetic world learned as much as I did today. <laughs>
0: Thank you, Mai. I'm so excited for this episode. I know all of our listeners are going to be too.
2: Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm like, there's so many aesthetic providers in Chicago. And I'm like, thanks for having me.
0: (laughs) That's just the universe guiding people together. (gasps) Yeah. So fun. Well, I had a great time. Uh, So thanks so much for coming. (laughs) Well, that is a wrap on my McEwen. Can't wait to hear your thoughts on this episode. Make sure you go and follow my on Instagram at Mai McEwen underscore N-P. That's M-A-I-M-C-K-E-O-N underscore
1: N-P. Or if you are in Chicago, uh, please go and find her in real life at The Fitz.
0: Awesome. And as always, if you can, whatever platforms you listen to, the woman on, like, rate, review, subscribe. It really helps us out. And on that note, WOMED out.